everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. You're listening to episode number 31, Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. I feel like this is the number one question people ask us more than anything else. Which one do you prefer? Yeah, which one do you I, like better? That That's actually the yeah. question. Which one do you like better? Not which one do you prefer? Because I think that's probably, there's a different connotation there, right? Yeah, I think sometimes people that really aren't Disney people, they just are like trying to come up with something to ask us. <laughs> so I think they're just kind of being polite and trying to spark conversation. And then I think there's sometimes there's people that are genuinely hostile, like yeah, you better yeah. pick the one that I like. <laughs> yeah, they they are like, they are firmly in the camp of one or the other. And you know what's really interesting um, I found about those folks? Uh, they generally haven't visited the other park very much, if at all. Like maybe once they went, right? Yeah. And they're, and they're well, like, oh, Disneyland is the absolute best because I grew up in Southern California. I went to Walt Disney World once and it was terrible. They were alligators. Well, so I guess I'm kind of that person too, because I've only done Disneyland three times. So I don't know if only is, I mean, people that live in Southern California go probably hundreds of times. So I've gone three, three different trips. Um, I've done Disney World about 16 different trips. So I guess that we'll just put that out there. I know for you, the numbers are a little different, but so we will put that out there and you'll just know going into this, my experiences. Well, you know what's really interesting is that the parks have changed so much over the years that sometimes I found that um, talking to folks that grew up going to one over the other, yeah, they haven't been recently though, right? Mm-hmm. And they haven't experienced kind of what's different or or how it's how it's different. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited. We just got back from a trip to Disneyland. Um, I last spent week. just last week. Um, I spent four days there. You got to spend two days there, but um, we did. I did with just adults. I did with just guys. I did with people and with children. Right. So I got a pretty good experience of of the Disneyland thing. And plus, you know, I'm one of those old timers. I grew up at Disneyland. Right. But I, what sparked this in my mind is that's the question people ask us more than anything. Like which one do we like better as if you have to pick one over the other <laughs> so you you probably went up until you're about six right as a kid yeah yeah i mean i regularly and then um in the summer times during visits with family uh, especially to go see my dad there was always a trip to to disneyland in there too so okay yeah i didn't know that part of it okay so you yeah. that a lot of your childhood would would have been there? I think what you're 16 when you went to Disney World the first time. Um, maybe 14. Okay, in that little Tercel. Some some <laughs> somewhere in that 14 to 16 in that green Toyota Tercel at the Home Alone 2 timeshare <laughs> motelish hotel <laughs> in Kissimmee. So I went as a child to Disney World. So just so you guys know, again, the nostalgia is a little bit there for me. Um, and then I went as a teenager and then I've gone as an adult, as an adult many times. But I've done Disneyland, like I said, three different times. So I think let's just dive in um, and talk about some of the classics like Pirates of the Caribbean, like Disneyland versus Disney World. 
Uh, originally, yeah, so it started. It started at Disneyland. That was yeah. where it was first at. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I think there's ways to break it up. You want to hit attractions first? Yeah, let's do some of those. Okay, because those are the obvious ones, really. I think, right? Yeah. So, what do you what do you think if you had? Well, to yeah, pick? I mean, pirate pirates um, is one of those OGs, right? Um, you know, look, if I'm picking. I think the Disneyland version of Pirates is definitely the winner, okay? Um, a few things to keep in mind. One, it's a much longer ride. Yeah. So if you have this, it's always one of those things, right? I, I talk about the kind of cost-benefit analysis of how long of a line do I want to wait in versus how long is the attraction. And that's one of the things I struggle with um, at Seven Dwarves at Disney World and Magic Kingdom is that you wait a real long time, but it's a real short ride. Pirates of the Caribbean at at Disneyland like seems to go on forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I would agree. So I would pick Disneyland um, for a lot of reasons. There was one thing though that I didn't love. Um, well, the first thing is the queue is really cool, but it's in the sun, which isn't as big of a deal because it's California. But the queue outside is really cool. At Disney World, they have a nice, big, large covering if you're in the outside line. Um, and then I feel like the inside line is also part of the story there at Disney World. Um, yeah, one I, part- I, I think the queue at Disneyland is terrible, personally. I don't like it at all. I think it's cool. I think the outside of it's really cool. But the inside is not as cool as the one at Disney World. Because you got the yeah. cannons and you feel like you're in the fort and stuff. But I, yeah, again, I mean- my... I was just going to say my biggest thing that I didn't like at Disneyland was I feel like the boats were all so close to each other that you didn't feel like you were just this small little dinghy, you know, next to this big pirate ship, you know, battle. They separate you and space you out enough at Disney World, which I guess makes the line slower. But I I felt like we were just all this big, long line of boats that going through the attraction. Yeah, and I think that's how the ride was designed to be, right? I mean, it, it very much follows in the vein of uh, it's a small world, and that's just how it, it's a big parade line of, of these things. Yeah, you don't get a lot of separation, which also means that towards the end, there's a lot of extra bumping and whiplash to come. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot of that. But, yeah, I, I would say, again, going back to just the queue, if you want to look at the outside if you want to look at the building itself, yeah, the Disneyland one is is very pretty and stuff. I don't like the fact that you're standing around in this uncovered sun in two lines. Um, you know, they're really oh boy, famous. Let's not talk about those two lines. We had some issues, didn't we? <laughs> well, it's not even that. Like, I don't even go about the whole, at the end of the day, like, oh, you don't need Lightning Lane. It's not worth it. It's like, yeah, well, it could have saved me 15 minutes. I could do something else. Anyways, different story. <laughs> don't want to get on that soapbox. But I just don't like the queue. I mean, there was nothing to it. You're just standing in a line. Yeah, the building is pretty, but you're right. In in Florida, you're going through something. There's even some scenes of things, people in jails, people down tunnels. There's the armory. Like, there's at least something to look at. And I just feel like there isn't anything there. Now, the ride itself, far superior. Like, yeah. in my opinion, not even a, a comparison. The, the the middle section of it, by the way, is identical, right? So as you're going through and you get to you get to the pirate ship and Barbosa's yelling about Jack Sparrow and you go through the town and the pillaging, that's identical in both rides. But there is a big, long pre-show at Disneyland that gets you to that point. And it's just, I don't know. 
it's it's a, I think it's a better experience overall from that perspective. Well, and I think the other thing we learned about that ride is it's kind of a one time per trip experience. We ended up doing it twice, like one one day and one the next day. And it was just for me, if I'm going to do something multiple times, like I like the thrill, like I like a roller coaster or something. I don't typically I don't need to do Tiki Room twice. Like I can do Tiki Room every other trip or something. Um, Pirates is one I do want to do every trip, but I don't need to do it multiple times. I, I would agree with that. Um, and I think that maybe if you put it in that category, that's one that does lean on the other side to Florida, that if you're looking for something to do, it's a fun one to do because it's a lot shorter. I think the amount of time it takes at Disneyland is one where you're just like, yeah, I don't need to do that every time because it is a much longer ride. Well, and I know we're talking a lot about one thing, but I will say that where um, Pirates of the Caribbean is located at Disneyland, it just messes up with the traffic flow I feel like they just designed it a lot better Adventureland is just a lot easier to navigate I in my opinion at Disney World so the location for me leaves something to be wanting so yeah I mean look there's not a lot of space to begin we'll talk about this a little bit more in a few minutes and we just compare the parks themselves but yeah I I agree and this goes back to my issue with the queue right I mean where that queue is located and how long it can get can really make for some massive congestion in one spot yeah. and makes it yeah. hard just for people in general to get around. So uh, I think that's Pirates. Um, checkbox goes to Disneyland for the ride. Checkbox goes to Disney World for the queue. And what's next? I'd ride it. I'd ride it either place, just to be honest. Absolutely. <laughs> it's hard. This whole episode's kind I'm of not silly. Passing it because, up. Yeah. I guess that's kind of our overarching answer when anyone asks us about which park. We were like, sure, if you want to plan a trip or we would go to either. So, yeah, like why why do you have to pick one over the other? Like, just do them both. Like, it's like picking a child. It's like, why would I pick a child? I can just love both of them. So, yeah. All right. Which you pick another one. Well, so the next big one that I think major difference is, is Space Mountain. Okay. Okay. Do you remember so, where it was originally? So built? Space Mountain, by the way, is a Disney World original. Okay, so um, sometimes people think like, "Oh, Disneyland, it was there first, and so all the things originated there." That's not the case for Space Mountain. That started in Orlando first, and when they went to California with it, they actually wanted to do something different. They didn't want to just drop the same attraction over there. So even though the exterior Space Mountain itself looks the same. Okay, the building itself with its spires, the the everything else, literally everything else is completely different, Um, including the outdoor marquee, including the entire queue and where it goes through, including the ride system itself is different. Um, So let's just start there. The ride system in Walt Disney World, you ride in basically two rockets, single rider, three seats, each rocket. So six people total. Basically, ride yeah. in a car and in, in a straight line. Yeah, three in a straight one, line. You're, one and up to the other. Yeah, that's right. Um, Disneyland on the other, similar configuration, but side by side. So twelve people now are in a car, um, more traditional roller coaster like. Yeah, and I think the other biggest, the biggest difference is with the ride experience is the music. You get music with um, Disneyland in the seat like there's a speaker right by your ear which definitely adds to it I think um 
I don't know. Do you like that part of it? I love that part. I think that part is one of the best parts of the Disneyland experience is you get that music. Um, I mean, think of like rock and roller coaster rides. You got speakers right by your ear. One of the cool things just from a history side is that that music has changed over the years, right? So, you know, originally it was kind of this California surfer spacey kind of theme or whatever. Now it's a little bit less of that surfer thing. I don't really know what kind of category to put the music in there now. It's not like futuristic outer space kind of thing, but but it does. It's upbeat. It gets it kind of helps get the heart going a little bit along with the roller coaster so that you you enjoy it a lot more. Um, but I, I think the music's an awesome part of it. I wish that was something that they had at Disney World. Okay, so here's the tough question. What if you had to pick? <laughs> Would you go to Space Mountain at Disneyland or Disney World? Yeah, so so with the even even considering the music, to me, Disney World wins the Space Mountain battle. And here's why. Again, it's a completely different ride. At 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 Disneyland, this is another place, by the way, I think the queue actually sucks. I think compared to Disney World, Disney World you Except- literally feel well, at Disneyland, though, like right by when you get on the ride, that part is cool. Yeah, I okay, think. fine. But there's no part of it to me that feels like I'm going into a space station until the very end. Whereas like the entire queue yeah. at Disney World is like you are walking through a space. Imagine like you're going on a cruise ship, but instead you're going on a spaceship. And that's kind of what the Disney World experience gives to you. The Disneyland experience, you're like, oh, I guess we're going to go get on this rocket. Oh, we're already out of... I mean, you just spent a bunch of time, by the way, on the roof, <laughs> outdoors, partially unshaded um, it, in California versus Disney World. You're pretty much inside the whole time. So I think from the queue all the way up to it is great. And then the other thing that Florida wins by is there's two different roller coaster tracks. And yes, you actually, by the time you go through there, true. you don't even know which one you're going to go on. Are you going to go on Alpha or Omega, right? And I actually, you know, my kids are asking me, it's like, which one do you like better? It changes for me every trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just depends on what I feel like at the time. But I just, there's not there's not that monotony that kind of goes with it um, of just doing the exact same thing over and over. And then the last part is I feel like the Florida coaster actually is more intense Um, The California one just didn't have the same amount of speed and drops and stuff like that that normally in Florida, maybe it's because it's it's silent or quiet and you're just screaming through there. And so there's nothing else to build it. But I just I felt like the the Florida one's a little more intense. And for me, I like more intense roller coasters. And so that's where my checkbox goes to. So four years ago when we went as a family, I actually I remember really loving the um, Disneyland version. I think the speakers and the the queue, especially right at the loading part. I don't know. And I think we were able to do it a lot of times and just yeah. had a great time as a family. So I think that that's why it had been in my head so much that I loved it. But after I did it this time, I'm like, eh, like to me, they're really close. I probably give a slight edge to Disney World. Um, I don't know. I thought the ride experience was really fun. I wasn't bored at Disneyland. So yeah, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to take away from, it. I wasn't bored. Right. But if, if I got to pick one of the two, I, I like the Disney world version better. And by the way, when it comes to music, um, 
I have been on it in Disney World during special holiday times when they had an overlay going on and there was music being played inside the ride. So that wasn't in the cars themselves, but there was music being played in the ride, um, partial lights on and stuff like that. That was actually that was actually pretty cool. So there are there's opportunities, I think, for the Imagineers to to do something there. And it wouldn't surprise yeah. me in the future to, to see some of that maybe come to be a more permanent part of the attraction. Okay, this one should be pretty easy. So Disneyland versus Disney World, the castles. So at Disneyland, we have Sleeping Beauty Castle. And at Disney World, we have Cinderella Castle. I feel like we're going to get hate mail on this one. Yeah, we might. (laughs) That's okay. Like I said, we know those people were already in a camp. They already had their mind made up anyways. Well, Randy and I talked about this a lot. And we agreed that if Walt were still around, he would have fixed that castle. Yeah. That's the he thing. Would have, he would have had the money and had more money and he would have fixed it. Yeah, I think Again. I, we, 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 re, we remember like, yeah, 1955 Disneyland's built, but it was built with the resources Walt had available. And, and that required a prolific amount of fundraising on the part of his brother Roy to go and find the money to build basically his vision. But if you look at some of those original plans, that castle was intended to be more grand. It was intended yeah. to be bigger, right? And there's got, a certain they part. Had to go, they had to go with the force perspective stuff and, and ended up making it not as tall. And it's to me, it's like, wah, wah. Like when you come down Main Street and you're like, oh, there's the castle. It's so tiny. But you know, <laughs> but there as, it a, is. as a kid, I didn't feel that way because I didn't know yeah. the difference, right? Like I, right. I had not yeah. been to Disney World. And so you saw that and you're just like, wow, that's amazing. And especially as a smaller child, that forced it perspective really works yeah. um, when you become but an adult. Just, <laughs> yeah. I just think Cinderella Castle like blows it out of the water. There's two things. I mean, I guess the biggest thing at Disneyland is you can actually go inside, explore, feel like you're part of the story of Sleeping Beauty. At Disney World, you have to either have a um, a really exclusive way to stay, you know, stay at the hotel, the little room there, or you can um, sleep or not sleep. You can eat at the restaurant at Cinderella's Royal Table. So yeah. to me, that's it is cool that you can experience the inside of the one at Disneyland, but I don't know, like I, maybe I'm not making it obvious enough, but definitely the one at Disney world, Cinderella castle to me is what I pick. Yeah. I mean, I think really it comes down to, well, what do you want the castle to do? Do you want it to be an attraction where you can do something? If that's the case, then Disneyland wins because it's not an attraction at Disney world, right? It's just, It's just something awesome to look at and to walk around and occasionally through. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no attraction, nothing to see. Whereas you actually get to go and see the Sleeping Beauty story. By the way, it's really awesome. I think it's great. And I think they've really improved the storytelling of the Sleeping Beauty story. Um, you get to see Maleficent as she turns into the dragon and breathes the green fire. Like it's it's really very neat. Um, it could use some air conditioning in that section because it gets a little hot and sweaty and stinky, I think. But but overall, I think that's a really cool thing about it. But there is definitely some disappointment when you just all of a sudden you turn the corner on Main Street and you're like, where is the castle? Because sometimes <laughs> there's parts of it like you can't see it through the crowd. You're like, oh, that's 
Oh, that's what it is, right? I mean, there well, are... and I think I think at Disney World for sure, like they talk about how it's a point of reference. Like if you're lost at the park, like you can find it and figure out, get your bearings. It's yeah. not. I mean, the Matterhorn, I think, is more so that at Disneyland. Yeah, I think that I think that's true. So okay, where should we go next? I have a couple ideas, but let's hear what you got. Well, I I think that where we should go next is. Um, Let's just talk about space, <laughs> and I'm not talking. Oh, about I was Latin. gonna do. I was gonna do one more attraction. Okay, we'll go, wi- let's go to your wi- next attraction then. The the wildest ride in the wilderness. Oh yeah, we definitely got to talk about that. Yeah, uh, that's and then a dis- and then, I, and then I think you're right. I think we need to talk about space and just the parks. Yeah, that. So um, do it. Just kay. say it. Just say yeah. it. Straight up. Disneyland. The explosions when you go through the tunnel and you see the um, the dynamite get blown up or whatever is that dynamite? Is that the word? I'm yeah, for? dynamite. Yeah, huh? yeah, and it it spirals up and then all of a sudden explodes and you get the the smoke and the explosion yeah. and the lights. Like to me, that was amazing. But and a that lot was of the it only is, cool part of the ride. <laughs> well, it's still a great ride, and there are a lot of similarities between two the both parks. But I. The queue and um, I don't know the queue and and then the other thing is at Disney World you're going by the water and it's just to me prettier so I I go Disney World you guys are probably not surprised by any of this <laughs> well I, I mean the queue let's just start with the queue for a second the one thing that the Disneyland queue does win is that there the first parts are more shaded okay so that's yeah. nice again in southern california you don't often need that although we were there the first couple of days i was there was particularly hot outside so you don't want to be in the sun but um you know at disney world before you get into the mining building right you're outside and there is no there's no relief while you're standing on those ramps and stuff um, but overall that's another one where i think from a what did we do with the queue? Like the Disney World ride wins, right? There's, there are things that you can do in the Disney World queue that you, there's nothing to do in California, right? There's dynamite to blow up, right? And it actually will do something in the distance. There's little machines where you can do the silhouette wheels and you can see them spin and do some, I mean, uh, I guess when it comes to the queue, the one part where Disneyland wins is that you don't have to go down into a smelly tunnel (laughs) before you before you board (laughs) your cars. But then you get on the ride itself. And I agree with you. The best part of that ride was going through that tunnel and the dynamite blowing up and and all of the projections and stuff on the walls and the smoke. That was awesome. Yeah. But but the ride is it's not it's not very intense. It's I, I can't call it the wildest ride in the wilderness. Oh my gosh. That's so well, sad. I, I still loved it, but it did, I don't know. I think the other cool part about that for us though, is that we have, when I did it, I only used the lightning lane. So I was able to get, I didn't have to wait in the long queue. So yeah, I did it both ways. So, um, okay. Let's talk about space and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this because most of it's pretty obvious, but in California at the park, just like the state, there's not a lot of room to get around. <laughs> <laughs> right. Although for some reason, I told you this, I, I don't know. I felt like Tomorrowland was less crowded there than I feel it is at Disney World. But that doesn't make sense. It seems like it's probably the same space. But yeah, anyway, I, except- I, 
I walked through Tomorrowland and it was about as crowded as I'd ever seen a place be, at least on the first day that we were there. So you weren't there with us yet, but it, it was just wall to wall people you couldn't get around. They do have the train functioning at Disneyland. And to me, I loved that. And it did feel like it was complete, especially at the front of the park when there's no train going at Disney World. That that should be hopefully within the next year functioning again. But yeah, I hope so. Um, I don't know. I guess if the, I don't know if this is in the same realm of what you're talking about, but I feel like. I just my brain had a hard time with Galaxy's Edge with the Star Wars area being at Magic Kingdom or at Disneyland. Like <laughs> I just I just had a hard time. I'm, and it's yes, I'm used to it being at a different park in Florida. But it, I don't know. What did you like having? I mean, where else are they going to put it, I guess? But what what were your thoughts about it being there? I thought it was great. I can tell you're having a hard time because I don't think that has anything to do with space because they found the space for it. I guess. But yeah, I mean, was it strange? Um, To me, no. Actually, I thought it worked really well. I thought the transitions to in and out of that section. By the way, there's three entrances instead of two like you find at Hollywood Studios. But um, they were just really well done. The music flowed really well. By the way, that was the the least crowded place at Disneyland Park. And I don't know if it's because people are like, they don't go back there. They don't know to go back there. By the way, those attractions, both the rides, the queue times were significantly less than anything I've ever seen at Hollywood Studios. Yes, yes. Um, So I don't know, but it was the least crowded part back there. But I I didn't struggle with that. I actually liked it. I thought that that was a really clever use. But it plays into this idea, by the way, when we're talking about space at Disneyland, because because. Um, it's so much more compacted. It's a lot easier to get to one side of the park than the other. I mean, we went from Pirates to Space Mountain, and it was like a three-minute walk. That's 10, maybe 12 minutes at Magic Kingdom, right? Trying to get around, weave through people, get to one. I mean, it's literally the complete opposite corners of the park there. And it, it was really easy, even with all of the people kind of congested in spots, it was really easy to get from one part of the park to the next. And so I feel like on Space on on the the spacing i feel like it's almost a draw between the two because while you have less congestion at magic kingdom you have a lot more ease of movement in being able to get from one thing to the next at disneyland because you don't have to walk for miles to get from one attraction to the next yeah yeah it's definitely closer together i the one part that i struggled with was um frontierland and that to me I don't know. It just seemed like it was always super crowded, like New Orleans Square and and all of that. It was um, and maybe it's because it's kind of at a slope. And so you see like the vast amount of people that's in this one space, whereas other places you don't have that. I don't know. But so, yeah, well, and, you know, there's just there's only three things there in Frontierland, right? You got Big Thunder, you got Splash. Basically, you got Tom Sawyer's Island. And it's right on top of New Orleans Square. So there isn't there isn't a separation. There's really not a transition. It's just like, boom, boom, you're there. And so there is a lot of people there. I agree with that. you yeah. got to really walk down into the corner. I guess like Winnie the Pooh is kind of down there too or something. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how that fits really in with Frontierland, but that's kind of where he's located. Um, but I don't know. There, There's just some oddities about the transitions and moving from one place to the next. The only one, the only one I think think it was done, 
so well was Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> I think it's funny that you call the Winnie the, the Pooh ride like he, like Winnie the Pooh himself. <laughs> he's way out there. Well, he's over there. <laughs> and his friend Tigger, okay. too. I feel like we should at least talk about cleanliness and overall experience, too. Yeah. So for me, I would say the cleanliness was wanting at Disneyland. Yeah. Like, it seems silly, but like even the trash cans were dirty. Like, and I know it's a trash can, but I feel like at Disney World, I've never thought, oh, that's disgusting or someone should clean that. But at Disneyland, like all the trash cans, I'm like, why is it all gross? Yeah, gross. Um, in some cases, overflowing, um, which, by the way, I have I don't think I've ever seen that at Disney World um there were it might and it might sound ticky tacky or silly but like when you're on vacation and you're spending the amount of money that you are like there's a level of experience that you want to have personally I mean listen we have trash overflowing and dirty trash cans at our own house (laughs) so I don't want to sound pretentious but when I'm on vacation that's the level that Disney is usually set for me so those trash cans are only in our children's bathroom by the way (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i um this is something that the fellas and i talked about extensively because we were kind of doing this which one which one would you pick kind of a thing and and this is one where i actually was very surprised um at disneyland i i expected a little bit better i just feel like there was not a lot of honestly this is gonna. This is gonna sound really harsh. I just felt like most of the cast members just didn't care. Um, now, I want to say this much. I had two of probably the best cast member experiences I have ever had in any of my trips during this trip. Um, one of them, the very first one, in fact, was Jana, and I'll have to look it up. But she was she was one of the supervisors up at the ticket gate and we got up there and for some reason there was a problem with my ticket and my park pass reservations, even though they existed somehow, somehow they weren't linked up. Right. And she was able to solve this whole thing. I didn't have to go to guest relations. She was awesome. So big shout out to Jana. Good job. That was awesome. Another one was at DCA. We we had the best cast member we've ever seen be part of the immersion of the Tivon Tower, you know, also known as the Tower of Terror. Like he was so into it, it it made a big difference. But I also experienced cast members that were frankly downright rude in mm. kind of how they how they addressed us, what they did. It it was to me that was shocking because I've never experienced that in Florida. Never. Yeah. I I think part of Florida is there's a general Southern, you know, hospitality type of way, way of life and way of interacting that it's not that that's a problem in California. It's just not the natural climate. And so I think that's okay that it's different. I just prefer a little bit more warmth and friendliness. And I think you're, you're tending to have more Disney magic, like cast members going above and beyond at Disney World with that type of mindset and yeah. training. Yeah. And I, at the end of the day, what it does, it does come down to just culture. Um, yeah. And that's you know, okay. And having not, having not traveled abroad and experienced the international Disney parks, I don't know kind of what that looks like in other places too. Yeah. I just, yeah. I do know what it looks like in Florida and it doesn't look the same in California. And that was, that was just 
I guess it was surprising and and disappointing at times because, like I said, there were some cast members that were actually rude. They would they said things that I know is not part of the training. In fact, the training yeah. is the opposite, right? And um, and so that makes me kind of just question a little bit the overall thing. Like, okay, well, if they can just do what they want and they don't care, even though that's not how they're trained. Like, what are their supervisors thinking? What are their managers thinking? Um, I don't know. There's, there's room for I improvement. Mean, Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said to, you know, someone might be having a bad day or you give them compassion, right? Like, I think it works both ways as, you know, someone there at the park to the cast member. I think it can work that way. But I would just say overall, for me, other than the ease of of walking from the two parks and to downtown Disney, unless for me, if I'm staying at the Grand Californian, I would feel like I'm having more of a Disney World experience where you're staying in a bubble. You're not having to deal with the normal issues you do when you're not on vacation, you know, traffic and, you know, various homeless people. (laughs) That was my one thing was, you know, you're walking past homeless people, which is fine. You know, like that's that is part of the society we live in. But it just kind of wasn't part of my vacation experience that I was wanting to have. Does that sound terrible? Well, you know, it, and I don't even want to address the homeless people. Let's just talk about the guys that were selling bottles of water for a dollar and shooting their cheap toys in the air, like literally the second you walk out of the property gates, right? Like yeah. you're the second you walk out, you're you're outside, right? You're just in Anaheim. And I think this was a frustration. Walt had this frustration a lot with the government and the officials when he was trying to build this in the first place. Um you know, think about the monorail, right? I mean, he pitched them on, look, I can solve Southern California's traffic problems. And they just didn't care. They just didn't care. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why it doesn't get a lot of talk about. But I think it's one of the reasons why when he started to look for expansion and other opportunities, look for places that were just a complete open greenfield pasture or swamp and yeah. said, yeah. hey, we can make this whatever we want to make this. Yeah. And we could do something big here because we don't have all these obstacles already around us, right? I mean, Anaheim, they had to they had to work with what was available and build into it, right? Versus in Orlando, they started with whatever they wanted and built out and are still able to continue doing that. And it does, again, it's a culture thing. It starts to seep in in all kind of those aspects of your park experience. Yeah, and I... I don't know, just doing this episode, like I am very, unless it's like sin or something that I feel is a commandment, there is no right or wrong. There is no right Disney or wrong Disney. Like (laughs) these are all just opinions. Um, And so we would love to hear what you guys love about which parks, um, which experiences. I will say that I will turn down no trip. (laughs) You plan it, I will come. Or we will plan it and we will go again. Um, So much fun. And I just love the creativity and the fun. And I don't know. I just, I love a Disney trip. I love other, I like other vacations too. But um, to me, there is no right or wrong. Yeah. At the end of the day, and I I never want to leave on a negative note, even though I, I had some, some negative things to say there, right? I still loved it. I mean, I loved every, I loved being there the whole time. And I would never not do it is, is I guess the point. Right. And, 
um, there's something really cool and special about whether doesn't matter which park you love about just being there and about mm-hmm. being able to experience the magic that is there and, and how it works, because it's still unlike any other place around, you know, yeah. I mean, don't, this isn't even a Disney versus universal versus six flags, you know, discussion. We're talking about Disney versus Disney, which means you're talking about the best versus the best and how you kind of compare those experiences and, and what you would do. And at the end of the day, I don't want to pick either one. I will go back to both of them um, until I can no longer go to either of them. People are like, why did we listen to this? This isn't helpful at all. They didn't actually pick anything. You didn't give me any answers. No, we get we, we, we picked a lot of things. <laughs> we did. Well, thanks for letting me tag along. It was kind of a trip that he had planned, and I was like, able to come along and I brought a couple of our kids. So awesome trip. And I think that's the cool part of Disney is that you can bring your kids and everybody can have fun. It's not limited to just adults or just kids. So, yep. Stay tuned. Coming in the future, we'll talk about uh, Disney California Adventure and our experience there. Maybe some of the comparisons between DCA and um, other Florida parks. Um, But it was a lot of fun. And thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. Y'all have a good one. Bye.